sometimes we need to literally flip our world upside down to have the kind of growth that you need in order to move forward in your life. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Katie Dalebow and you are listening to Let It Out, the show hosted by me where I talk to interesting, inspiring people that I know and love and some that I don't know. Today is someone that I do know pretty well, my friend Davida, who I met a couple years ago through a mutual friend in Toronto. Our friend Nikki, who is a YouTuber who makes the most amazing recipes. We talk about her in this podcast at the end. But she introduced me to Davida, and next thing I know, I was at Davida's apartment, and she was so loving and nurturing and showed us around the city, and we had the most amazing day together, and we made videos, and we ate good food, and it was magical. And and that's why I do what I do on the internet, and that's why I connect with people and post this podcast, because... It lets me meet the coolest people, the people who listen to the podcast, the people who I get to have on as guests, and then they become internet friends and then eventually in real life friends. And we get to have days like we had in Toronto, which was so beautiful and fantastic that I did it again this summer. And I came to Toronto and I recorded a live podcast episode and some of you guys were there. It was so nice to meet the people. Hopefully you're listening to this again now. And it was so fun to meet people who, some people traveled all the way from Niagara Falls. We were in the back of a bar. It was very sweaty and hot and we podcasted for like almost three hours. It was lovely. I had a great time. Here's the thing, the recording, did not work and it's such a bummer and it was me with technology and probably just being too excited about hosting that I didn't properly check GarageBand but it did not record well so I was super bummed and I text Davida and Nikki and let them know that I wasn't going to be able to air the episode where they were both guests on and they were really cool about it they were like that's okay we can just do it again and so here is my conversation with Davida who is back on the podcast since she has moved to San Francisco with her boyfriend, Kurt, which we talk all about. And unfortunately, the Lost Basement tapes of the bar in the upstairs of a very hot bar in Toronto near Davida's apartment is gone, but that's okay. We had a great time talking the other night. I just recorded this a couple days ago. And again, we had a great conversation. We talk about body image. We talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about taking a road trip. We talk about self-care. We talk about change a lot. She's going through a lot of changes. I'm planning on going through a lot of changes this 2017. And you just get to hear two friends catching up and talking. Davida has a really interesting story. She has been a blogger for a really long time. She now has a podcast. You'll, you'll hear all about it. But I love her and I'm so grateful that she came on the show. It's a lovely conversation. And this episode is 
sponsored by the amazing FreshBooks. So thank you so much, FreshBooks, for supporting the show. Davida is an entrepreneur. I dabble in entrepreneurship. And if you are like us and you're juggling a million things, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, keeping on top of your finances is really important for creating room for abundance and feeling organized in your life and feeling productive. And with tax season coming up and just general keeping track of your business finances, FreshBooks is a great solution and it outsources the stuff that you're not great at and it does it in this really user-friendly way. It's this financial assistant for your business or for your life and I love how the presentation is. It makes you look really legit, organizes things like invoices for your clients and it's just fantastic. You can do credit card payments, you can customize the colors which I love. It's great. So if you want to try a 30-day free trial, unrestricted free trial, that is, go to freshbooks.com slash let it out and enter let it out in the how did you hear about us section. So that's freshbooks.com slash let it out and enter let it out in the how did you hear about us section. I said that twice because it's important. So anyway, I hope you guys like this episode. Here's the thing. I'm really focusing on becoming a better version of myself in my life. I'm doing lots of things that are outside of my comfort zone this year. I'm taking big leaps. I'm doing things. You'll hear more about it in the podcasts to come. But, and I talked about it last week. If you listened to the episode with Chris Medina, the psychic who kind of gave me some direction right before the new year, you kind of heard me maybe getting onto that path and you learned a lot about me. And thank you to everyone who listened to that episode. But anyway, the point is me getting better at being myself and being a better human being in general hopefully will translate to this podcast being better. And what I mean by that is I want to be a better host. I want to have better guests on. And to do that, not that the guests I have had on aren't amazing and the current guest and the guests that will be coming on in the coming weeks, but I want to be a better host to attract the type of guests that I want to be able to continue to come on the podcast. And I want the listening experience to be as amazing as possible for you and for the guests to feel comfortable sharing vulnerably for me to have fun doing the interview I just want it to be better so I'm trying to learn a lot about interviewing I learned recently from Ira Glass one of my heroes in podcasting and Terry Gross says the same thing that compound questions are really not great for interviewing and I realized that I ask compound questions pretty much every time I ask a question and I didn't really know what one was either but what it is is when I you probably will recognize me doing this but it's me saying tell us a little bit about your family and how you grew up and also how that impacted your life and also how that got you into comedy go ahead and just riff like that is a big no-no in interviewing really you should ask one and then listen and then pause, and then ask another, and then ask a follow-up, and just listen and be there and have a real-life person conversation, not this, you know, here, talk about this sort of thing, go. And I realized that in this episode, I asked quite a few compound questions. So bear with me and know that it's something that I'm improving on. And if you have any other feedback or suggestions for me, good or bad, let me know. And a great way to do that is on iTunes by leaving a rating and review. That helps bring more people to the show, helps me improve, helps us get more sponsors and more people wanting to listen, which is great. And I, so I can keep doing it. I want to do more. I want to do better. I would love your feedback. Are you guys getting sick of the theme song? Do you still like the theme song? Would you like something new? You know, 
I just, I really want all of your feedback. I am so grateful for this podcast existing. I'm so grateful for you listening. Make sure you're on my email list. I promise I'm going to be sending out an email (laughs) eventually. I don't know when that will be. Um, Oh, and if you're listening to this this weekend, the day that it airs, I'm going to be in Chicago this upcoming weekend doing an event with Soho House and my friend Rose. I'm doing, if you're a member of Soho House, well, this is hard because it's already full. So I I guess I'm just shouting out the fact that I am doing this, but I will be in Chicago and I will be doing this event at Soho House. If you're going to be there, I can't wait to see you. The event is already full, but we're doing a live podcast episode on Rose's podcast. And we are also doing a journaling workshop. And I'm doing a lot of speaking this upcoming year, doing journaling workshops in different places. I'm going to be at the Good Festival in Philadelphia, which I'm so excited about. My friend and fellow podcaster Jessica Mernan is going to be there, um, past podcast guest, also past podcast guest, um, the the Jordan Younger, I was going to say. That's her name. But the blonde, or the balanced blonde, Jordan Younger, she is also teaching yoga there. And Party in My Plants is going to be there. And my friend from Women Against Negative Talk, Katie, is going to be there. It's just going to be a party. So that's on April 22nd. I will put the link to get tickets for that in the show notes. And I'm also speaking at Wanderlust in the Speakeasy, which I'm so excited about. I'm going to be at the one in Vermont, and that is in June. That is at the end of June. I'll put the dates for that in the show notes for this as well. And I, it's kind of early to be talking about both of these. But anyway, that's just what I have coming up. So hopefully see some of you guys in Chicago this weekend. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. If you haven't left a review yet, Please do. If you haven't checked out FreshBooks and you think it might be a fit, just, you know, give it a try. Might as well, right? And I will talk to you guys at the end of the episode where I will tell you the emoji to leave. And I'm really excited about that because I've been loving seeing all of you listening to the end and tweeting at me the emoji or leaving it on my Instagram. It's so fun. It's like this inside club we all get to be a part of. Oh, and speaking of inside clubs, join the Facebook group as well. So the link to that is in the show notes. I'm so happy that we're redoing this, unfortunately, for the second time because we had this amazing (laughs) conversation together, which was so full of laughter and wisdom and just such a great time that we had. And my technology didn't really work and the audio wasn't great, wasn't recordable or audible at all. And so here we are, able to talk again, and that is just wonderful, too. So thanks for doing the show, not once, but twice. (laughs) Of course. And you know what? It... It's all part of like, it was such a positive experience for everyone who was there. And I know I found it really helpful and amazing. So like, even though we can't share it with everyone, I'm really happy we did it anyway. And it's great that we get to record again. I know. It's like we have these basement tapes that will never be found that were really great. (laughs) They'll Um, be revealed when technology is at some level that can like decrease decode it one day yeah yeah exactly but in just in case just in case we can't count on that it's actually good because a lot has changed since that conversation you've oh my god moved, so much traveled a bunch you've started a podcast you've gotten a dog or you had just gotten a dog but you've had a dog for a while there's so many things um that I want to talk to you about all of them but the question I've been starting with which I've really been liking is really a, about the present so 
What have you been learning or realized or been pondering or been really excited and passionate about right now, like today in the past week or month that you want to share? Anything that's been present for you? Yeah, I mean, I think something that's really just been playing over and over again in my life, just in the conversations that I'm having with other people and just really like the universe is trying to make me realize that I really need to prioritize self-care like in not just like self-care in the like oh yeah like take a bath and like give yourself like some moments to care for yourself but really looking at my day and not being like I'm going to be the last priority on my to-do list because it, it, it just got out of control where I I just let my business and I let everything else that's happening in my life come ahead of like of me and my own well-being and in the process I I feel like I built a life that I wasn't very present in and wasn't being the best version of me and I was just really doing a disservice to the people in my life by not caring about myself enough mm-hmm. um, which is sort of a as a society we don't necessarily view you know we view it as almost not not narcissistic, but just selfish to, you know, really be like, I come first. Um, yeah. But I really, truly believe that I am a better person to other people and I can be more supportive and more, more of a present human in my relationships when I really care for myself. And, and also in terms of like the business side of that, being able to explore that within the health sphere and talk about that on the blog that you know, so much of our well-being has more to do with how we take care of ourselves outside of the kitchen and outside of the gym and all these practices that have now become associated with health. And I just, it's not being talked about enough. And it's, I just want to be talking about it more, both selfishly, because I just want to learn more about it. And, and also, I just, I think that we just need to be talking more about this. So yeah, self-care and just what, what that means um, in the actual, not just like, you know what I mean? You know when people just like stand in front of the mirror and give themselves positive affirmations or, yeah. you know. Well, the, what you is know, your definition of self-care now? And, and how did you realize that you needed more of it? How did that really come to your attention? Yeah, I I really was realizing that I was not being a very nice person. I just, I felt like I wasn't giving myself space to do the things that I needed to do to, to be a good person, to be a present person. I just let everything take over my life and I... I I know I'm not the only person. I just didn't want to like build a life and then look back on it and be like, I wasn't really a part of it. Mm. And I think a lot of that has to be, it has to do with, you know, you have these businesses, especially in what we do that constantly is getting like gratified by what people tell us. And I was like, oh, wow, like people find this really cool or they, this resonates with them. Great. But like, how do I feel like, I'm because I'm feeling burnt out and exhausted and like I'm working towards something that isn't giving me the kind of personal gratification that I want. So it it really took a lot of, a lot, it took getting really, really bad and, and, and pretty depressed, quite honestly, to realize that I needed to make some changes in my life. And I think, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can go about 
setting these practices and people have different opinions on you know what determines cal- what determines self-care and you know what practices are effective and aren't effective and I'm just the type of person where I can get really I really like to be good at things like I am such a perfectionist yeah. where I was like okay if I'm going to do this self-care thing, like I'm going to do it really well. And which is like the exact opposite of what it's supposed to be about. So really just, um, giving myself the time and the space to figure out what I need each day and not, and not letting that be the last thing on my to-do list. So recently that's been meditating and journaling, which I know you're super passionate about and really is something that I absolutely love and don't make enough time for. And other days, it's like binge watching a Netflix show or going on a walk or cuddling with my dog and really just like trying not to be really good at self-care, but just making the time for it mm. and allowing whatever I need that day to be to be that, to to really just make that happen for myself and, and just not let all the other crap just kind of get in the way. Yeah. Oh, it's so so great that you had that awareness and you know sometimes when things happen in our lives that we're not feeling the way we want to feel it's not fun but at least it gives us that awareness that something needs to change and then you actually are taking action and and doing nurturing things for yourself which is which is so great and as someone who has been working on the internet for lots of years you started blogging a long time ago yeah like four four years ago which is crazy so crazy yeah and of course you know the landscape of that is changing and the stress of that has to be so much but how and why did you get into it four years ago and how has it evolved and, you know, where do you kind of see things now and in the future, it, you specifically and, and with the blogging of landscape, the landscape of blogging in general? Yeah, I mean, those are two, two big questions. Well, in terms of my own personal journey, I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. Um, and, you know, I read back on old posts, and I'm like, who is that person? And mm. I think that that's, that's what's really cool about this is that, I can look back and like see my progress, um, both in my business and just as a human. Um, but I think when I started the blog, I was in a very different place than I'm in now. And in many ways, like the blog is the reason that I have changed so much. It just brought a lot of awareness to my life. Um, but when I started it, you know, I, I had a passion for health and wellness and I was sort of at this weird turning point in my own life where I was starting to realize that my health and wellness, um, you know, exercise and food was all an important part of it, but it maybe wasn't the be all and end all, but I hadn't quite reached that place yet. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see, I actually injured myself around the same time that I started the blog. So the first like six months of the blog, I read through that and I see, I remember the girl who, I I was just, I was trying to come to terms with the fact that I had injured myself and that I maybe wasn't as capable as I thought I was and trying to almost justify the need for rest, which now I'm like, if I need rest, I need rest. But I read the, this stuff and I'm like, oh, I just wish I could give her a hug mm. <laughs> um, and just be like, it's okay. Like, it's all going to be okay. But I, 
I needed the blog to kind of help me come to that realization. And and then in a lot of ways, the issues that I had surrounding food and exercise, which was, you know, borderline obsessive, but probably more on the obsessive than non-obsessive side, um, in, in many ways was re- replaced by the blog itself. Because um, I think anyone who has those sort of tendencies will replace their thoughts and feelings with something else if they really don't get down to the root of the issue. So for me, I was, you know, putting a lot of energy into trying to manipulate my body in a certain way because I felt like my life was very out of control. And then I started the blog and I found a lot of like passion and fulfillment in that. Um, A lot of what I was lacking in my own life and why I was putting a lot of energy into trying to change my body. And when I started the blog and fa- and discovered this whole side of myself, like that was super creative and really enjoyed connecting with people in that sphere, I became kind of obsessed with that and about growing it and trying to make it into something bigger and eventually into my career. And I see that more now than I did at the time. Um, you know, I blogged a lot about, you know, coming to terms with like my body is going to change because I'm getting older and that I might not be able to work out six days a week, which I mean would never happen in my life now. But I was blogging about it, which is really cool to read. I'm so in it that like now I read back on it and I'm like, oh, wow. Like I literally have a diary of all of these changes that were happening in my life. And in many ways, the blog became a replacement, but was also the way that I got out of a lot of these like really negative patterns I had developed with my body so it's crazy just how much has changed personally since I started the blog I'm definitely in a much better mental and physical state than I was then um and I'm a lot more cautious when it comes to trying you know I've never been one to like really tell people how to live their life but I'm a lot more cautious in sort of the stuff that I share um no, I was sharing workouts when I first started the blog and I'm like, I would never do that. I just don't feel comfortable telling anyone how to work out. And I just get nervous around that kind of stuff. And every recipe that I share is sort of a, like, if you like this, that's awesome. This isn't going to like help you lose weight. This isn't going to, this isn't like whole 30 compliant or whatever fat du jour. It's just like, it's something that I make in my own life that I really love. And hopefully you guys like it too. And so it's definitely, I've I've become a lot more cautious with how I share information. But in terms of the the landscape of blogging, you know, people ask me this question a lot, and I honestly don't know where it will go. Um, I do know that you have to be a certain personality type if this is something that you really want to venture into professionally. Um, I think, like, this is, you know, something that you just really enjoy. You're a creative person. You need an outlet. Like, by all means, like, share your life, like, share your work, share your life, go for it. It's amazing. It's so gratifying. And I, I would encourage everyone to do it. But in terms of it being a business, you really have to be the type of person who's okay with things evolving, because it changes every single day. And you have to really pick up a new skill, literally every single day. So what we know now is not what is going to be in six months from now, you know, like a year ago, video was just kind of starting. And now if you're not doing video, you can't really keep up. And, you know, podcasting is a big part of it now too. Like there's just so many things that you have to learn and 
and evolve with. And I'm the kind of person who loves a good challenge. So it's perfect for my personality. But if you, you know, if you want to do this professionally and you're sort of stuck in a, you know, I know how to do this and this is all I can do and I don't feel comfortable venturing into this new area, then it, you're going to have a tough time. So it's really just being okay with things changing and, and uncertainty and what is going to be the next big thing because I don't think any of us really know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what could launch tomorrow? Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I, I honestly have no idea. And it's just crazy. Like, when I started the blog, like, video wasn't a thing. I could barely take a picture with my, like, old iPhone 4. Like, it was – and now it's, like, you need professional quality pictures. You need professional quality video. It's it's nuts. It's well, so, you, so crazy. I admire so much because you are so adaptable and so good at learning new skills and perfecting new skills. You come into new – avenues with such high quality content every time and it's so inspiring to me you're it's so cool how you do that thanks I appreciate that it's you know people have always I I feel like people ask a lot like what's your you know what's your unfair advantage it's I'm just like I'm very autodactic like I when I set my mind to do something I am so focused on like making it happen which is both a blessing and a curse because if it's successful it's awesome and if it's not I can like really take a big hit and I get really really frustrated but I'm I really love learning how to do new things it's so fun that is such a skill one that I don't have I've been trying to learn the ukulele (laughs) for years and I'm just like I'm not good at this it's not fun never mind (laughs) what I was going to ask you to elaborate on more was your how your relationship to food and your body and diet and exercise and wellness in general has really grown, but people have watched that grow and kind of had to meet you where you're at through you growing up online, essentially, and you sharing all of that in the blog. So how has that been for you? Kind of, you, you were able to articulate this so well in the Lost Basement Tapes episode, so I already know it it's been such a great journey for you personally but how did that go with everyone kind of going along for the ride with you sharing openly about it as you were going through it on the blog yeah I mean I think anytime you're vulnerable and real like if you really put yourself out there it will resonate with people and I think that's a part of the reason that people have continued to follow my journey is because I really don't claim to be perfect or to have anything figured out. And a lot of people find comfort in that and knowing that you don't have to have it all figured out to share about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm very much, I'd like to believe I'm very much like my readers and that I don't have this whole body image health, everything figured out. I'm really just on this journey and I like to share my experiences and I'm sure along the ride, some people have resonated with it and other people have been like, you know what, I'm not there yet. Or this girl has a ways to go and I'll, you know, touch base with her in a couple of years when she has a bit more figured out. But I very much appeal to myself, you know, I, I write to what I wish someone had told me and I think that there anytime you are that vulnerable and honest 
people will listen and appreciate and relate to it. So it's it's been incredibly rewarding and also very therapeutic to be able to be that person to other people. I think a lot of healing happens when you help others. But I'm sure along the way there have been people who have been like, yeah, this girl has got some issues or mm-hmm. <laughs> like I am not getting what she's saying right now. And I definitely have had a lot of growing pains where I've needed I've needed some patience with my readers or I've needed them to have some patience with me because I just haven't quite figured out exactly this whole niche down thing that's so popular in the blogging world. I've just never really been good at it. So I'm kind of all over the place sometimes, but that's really my personality. And I really am the type of person who wants to show up very honestly and fully. And that sometimes means not stick the plan is so you're not going to just get three recipes from me every week and I have to when I need to write or when I really need to put myself out there I I just have to do it and sometimes that means being inconsistent and I think that has resonated with a lot of people and also really repelled other people and at the end of the day you can't please everyone so I really just try to speak to me pretty much yeah Yeah, I I love that and I think when you're vulnerable and real those are the people that I'm most attracted to that I want to be around that I want to follow their work and I think everybody can agree on that and I think this is something that we talked about in the lost basement tapes (laughs) but (laughs) when you were younger what did you want to do and what did you study in school because I have this it's something that I've been thinking about a lot and definitely I've, you know, come to terms with this as kind of the, I'm grateful everything, you know, kind of went off as it did in my life, but I set out wanting to do one thing when I was younger, but then when my career and my life after college was in this very malleable place, I happened to be very into health and wellness and, you know, food and healthy eating from a perspective that wasn't necessarily the healthiest, like we talked about before, from a more obsessive place, but that's where my head was, so that's kind of my career kind of went, started to go in that direction because that was where I was passionate. And so I've seen many people kind of take that route when their career's in a malleable place and they're into whatever they're into, they end up going into that and a lot of people end up changing as a result of of kind of going down that path. What was your experience with that like? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's now only really becoming clear that it all comes full circle in the end, but I really had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. Like, and people used to tell me I'd make a great lawyer because I'm such a passionate person. So when I speak, I speak with a lot of authority. Yes. So I really, I, I really think that I'm just, that's a nice way of people telling me that I am good at arguing, which I don't know that that's the most attractive quality, but. um, You're good at communicating. You're very articulate and one of like such a good communicator. Hopefully, I think that's what they're saying. (laughs) I hope so. But So I, I decided I wanted to go into law and I 
you know, there's a lot of different paths that you can take to get there. So I tried like every major under the sun in school. And eventually after a lot of, you know, fails and a lot of different courses, I ended up in psychology, which it's funny because my dad's a lawyer and my mom is a social worker. Um, she's a psychotherapist. So I kind of flipped from one parent to the other. Um, and my mom was a psych major and suddenly I found myself really following in her footsteps and really into psychology. So I, I didn't take my first psych course until my third year, until my junior year. And then I took 14 psych courses in two years. Like I said, when I like put my mind to something, I'm like, can yeah, be crazy about it. So sure. I, I got my major in two years by doing all those courses. Um, and I loved it. I just am very fascinated by people and the decisions that they make and just like how our environment shapes us. And just, I just think people are very fascinating and I loved being a psych major. I loved everything that I learned. And, but then sort of what came after that was a weird path. And I was always really good at school and school was such a like clear like it was very clear what you had to do to get to the next step. So I was very good at that. But then when things became very uncertain, I was forced to kind of assess my, my whole world and way of thinking and what I wanted. And I just got very, very lost in all of that. And I ended up taking a job in New York in psych. I was doing psych research and it was a amazing, amazing experience. I mean, I loved living in New York and, really feel like I grew a lot there and the job itself was like great to have you know something in the realm of psych but I wasn't as passionate about it as I thought I would be and I just I thought it would be more fulfilling and it wasn't um and you know fast forward a couple years I had moved back to Toronto and was working in another psych role and it just really wasn't giving me the satisfaction that I wanted. And it was all, you know, I thought I was going to go to med school or maybe do a PhD in psych. And I just, I really didn't know what I wanted. And it felt like every day I was having another like quarter life crisis. I just could not, I wanted to have my whole life figured out. And I just was trying so hard to figure it out that I couldn't see what was like blatantly in front of me, which was like my actual passion. Um, but I'm so glad that one day I like, I'm so glad I was driven to a point of like kind of hating my life that I started the blog. Um, and just that that ended up being such a huge, amazing decision that has completely transformed the course of my life. And in so many ways, you know, uh, the health that I was talking about when I started the blog is very different from what I talk about now, but it, it's funny because it's really coming full circle because I am so focused on mental health and what we can do to support our mind, body, soul, and not just the physical aspects of health. So it, I guess it really does all come full circle. I didn't fully understand. And for a long time was like, I don't, I wish I hadn't tried so hard in school. My GPA has done nothing for me and it felt like a waste of time, but I realize now that it, it, it's been a huge asset. And I think that sort of my background in research and, and in understanding people has been a huge asset in also the business side of growing the blog. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so funny how from it's like that Steve Jobs quote, you can't connect the dots moving forward. You can only say it looking yeah. back. And I would, I used to say that in this podcast 
every episode for like the first 15 and I made a commitment to myself that I would never say it in an episode again and here I am (laughs) but But it really is true it's true it's true I studied broadcast journalism and had to take all these prereq radio classes where I like learned how to use garage band and like you know and back then podcasts didn't even exist but then here I am utilizing all of those skills somehow so totally you just never know I I mean I always tell I I always love talking to like recent grads because I know exactly how they're feeling. I feel like I could put myself in their shoes like right away. Yeah. And what do you tell them? I remember how anxious I was and how desperately I wanted to have my entire life figured out for like the next 40 years in that mm-hmm. moment. And I think like telling them sort of my story and that it I ended up in the most unexpected place simply because of a decision that had nothing to do with my career. I think that's very comforting to them, but I wish someone had been like, you don't have to have your whole life figured out tomorrow and just try a lot of things that you don't like because eventually you're going to land on something that you do and then all of it will make sense. But I, I spent far too much time stressing about that stuff and again, no regrets, but it does work out. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to know the end game. Like I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm going to be doing in a year or five years, but I'm okay right now, and I'm going to just keep moving forward with what I like doing now. Yeah, and it kind of ties back to what we talked about earlier about you know where blogging is going. It's it's just such a common question, and, and where do I see myself in five years? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. And if you'd asked me that five years ago and I said I had no idea, I'd be freaking out. But, I mean... what's happened over the course of the last five years I never could have predicted so I don't think there's any point in trying to figure out what the next five are going to look like totally and I think like speaking of mental health like that is why spirituality or religion or meditation like that is why all these things exist to help with the fact that life is really uncertain and that is terrifying to humans you know yeah and definitely none of us know what's going to happen when we die none of us know for sure none of us know for sure what's going to happen tomorrow so we have to somehow be okay with that reality and do what you got to do and those are some having those tools like self-care like you know connection with other people is is really really important during you know times of uncertainty and speaking of that you know being someone who is, you know, like me, likes to plan and have things mm-hmm. sorted out, I feel like you kind of flipped all of that on its head this year with moving and traveling. And, you know, when we were last together in Toronto this summer, you and your boyfriend, Kurt, had been living in Toronto for, like you said, the last several years, but you were about to move. Tell me what the move has been like. And, all of the travel and all of that uncertainty and and it looks like you've been navigating that so beautifully from your videos and how everything's been looking online but how have you actually been feeling and what have you learned from the experience of moving and what kind of advice do you have for people doing big moves like that I need it yeah yeah so I'm happy you asked that and it's funny a friend texted me last week and was like well it looks like the healthy maven's doing well how are you doing And it's so true. It's so, so true where, you know, online it can seem like everything is picture perfect. And I, I'm definitely not someone who like hides a lot of things, but I also have, I don't want my space to be something that's super negative. And I generally like to sort of delve into the emotions a a little little bit. bit. Yeah. 
yeah, but I, I also just like need to feel things for a little while before I can share them. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, honestly, it's been rough. Like truthfully, it's mm-hmm. been really, really hard. And I think the picture online might not have made that as obvious, but it's been a really tough and challenging couple of months. And I, again, to tie back to like things that I wish people had told me, like I hope to tell anyone who is embarking on a move or thinking about a move that like it is hard it's really hard but it will be the best decision you've ever made Mm -hmm. and I'm only now just really really letting that sink in like literally like last weekend it was like the first time I've been able to be like this was the right decision and it's you know I recently read a quote somewhere that was go where you'll grow I can't remember who said it but I I think it's so true that sometimes we need to literally flip our world upside down to like have the kind of growth that you need in order to move forward in your life and when you're really in it like when you're you know moving your life across a continent um which I'll get into um it it doesn't feel comfortable and it feels hard but then once you begin to let the pieces fall into place, you can kind of look around and be like, wow, like I did that. Like I am capable of so much more than I could possibly have imagined. So mm. it's it's been challenging to say the least, but also just has like really made me so much stronger and just a better person. <laughs> I don't, I've been not while I was in it. I was definitely not a good person, but that's the whole self-care portion of everything. But it's def- it's just made me a, a smarter person and just uh, aware, more aware of how capable and strong I actually am. So yeah. that's what I would tell someone who's embarking on this. But yeah, I mean, so just to kind of explain, since I actually haven't I haven't announced it on the blog yet, which is kind of crazy, but it will. I am in the next week. So exclusive. It's not <laughs> exclusive, yeah. Um, I am in the next week. There's been, so it's been kind of a, a rough road to get to where we are. So we had always planned to move to San Francisco, which was um, since Kurt and I started dating. So that was five years ago. We, uh, we, had, we did long distance for two and a half years and then he moved to Toronto to spend some time with my family and then we had a plan to move out to the west coast to spend some time with his family and before we knew it that time had come and I was very very excited for the next adventure um, I think I was our space in Toronto had started to feel really cramped and small and I was really very wrapped up in what the next adventure was going to look like that I didn't really give myself time to think about like what we were giving up which is not to say that I would have done anything differently it's just that I wish I had had a bit more gratitude for like how great our life was there and also prepared myself a little bit more emotionally for that for the fact that things were going to be hard not that like I could have you know figured out exactly what that meant but just I just thought it would be easy and I don't know why but um I just think I would have been able to handle a lot more of the stress that came with it if I had just you know told myself like this is going to be a process and like not everything is going to be figured out overnight so we basically left our home my whole family and our group of friends in Toronto and 
went to Minnesota for a couple of weeks to spend some time with his parents there and then continued the drive out to the West Coast. So we covered, we drove all of that with a like four to six month old puppy. So it was over the course of, uh, of two months that we did all that. And on the first day of our road trip, we totaled our car, which was <laughs> traumatizing. Um, but we, I mean, we, we did it. We're here and we're now, I'm sitting in my new space, which has no furniture in it, but we found a space and we're starting to get settled in our life here. And I'm really realizing like mm. how amazing this experience has been, even if it has been hard. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great story. And I, I posted my most recent Instagram right now is a quote that says, again, don't know who said this, but it's essentially saying the same thing as the one you said of like growth can't happen if you're comfortable yeah I saw that and it's so oh that's I mean that's what I've been kind of repeating to myself over and over and over again until it's like just become just begun to sunk in sink in because it's just been it's been a lot it's been really overwhelming and I'm I I I don't want to sugarcoat it you know like I think it can seem this like oh, I'm moving to a new city. It's super exciting. Like everything is amazing. And it's like, it will be, but it's not right now. It's not great right now. It just, but that's okay. Like life doesn't need to be like unicorns and fairies and candy and everything glitter all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so great that we're saying this, I think too. And yeah, it's, you know, it's that exact thing. It's like we, life can feel easy and magic but I think the real growth happens when, like you said, we flip the script, flip things. Sometimes you need to just shake things up because I think the only thing we really have to fear, even though, you know, the change feels scary in the moment and change is scary because it's uncomfortable. It's just unknown, you know, it's not really scary. It's just unknown and uncertain. Like we were talking about before, uncertainty really freaks us out as humans. But I think the only thing we should really be fearing is stagnation and staying stuck and staying comfortable because it's Mm -hmm. so easy to like you were saying you know you had your cozy apartment in Toronto which was adorable and we made many a video in Um, (laughs) but it's it's yeah it's easy to stay in these comfortable places and I think challenging ourselves to move or try a new skill or you know get into a new space online or a new apply for a new job or start a new relationship all of these things that are so life fulfilling and so great afterward are so challenging to start in the first place because just getting over that fear of uncertainty, you know? Completely. And I think we, what's been really great is that like the monotony that I was starting to really resent in our life in Toronto, I have so much gratitude for here in San Francisco. So like, I, I mean, I started to really like resent the park we were walking our dog in. Cause I was like, I come here every single day and it's so boring. But now I'm like, I realize I'm going to have to do the same thing over again. But I, it's, it's nice to have that comfort now after being so uncomfortable. So I feel like it's just added a lot of perspective to the things that like we, we feel are boring or just uninteresting, but being able to be like, this is, it's actually really nice. Mm -hmm. And also being able to find a lot of the like joy in those small things because things have been kind of crazy and all over the place. But now I can like sit back and relax for a little bit before I'm sure the storm will come again and 
and I'm just a better person for it. But yeah, yeah definitely. Stagnation is stagnation is scary when it's your entire life. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's okay to be stagnant for like seasons of your life mm. as long as you have gratitude for it and realize that like it, it can be a good thing. Um, just don't get too comfortable in it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have some awareness and like honesty with yourself, I think, is is the important thing about that. I think travel kind of does the same thing of tur- in, on a smaller scale of kind of turning your life in a new way to, to help you see different things and, and open you up to different things. And I know travel has been something that in the last over the last year, you and Kurt really made a priority and you went so many cool places do you feel the same way about travel? Why is travel so important to you? Has it always been important to you? And, you know, what kind of advice do you have for people traveling and setting up their lives in a way where they can travel and and also, you know, maintaining your sanity and health and self-care while you're on the move? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to try and tackle all of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, travel is, is has always been something that I've loved. I just love experiencing new places. Again, like this whole, like, not feeling stagnant and growing. I feel like every trip I take, I come back just like a little bit smarter and a little bit stronger and just more experience under my belt. Um, and I, I think especially in the past year, as things kind of felt a little bit more stagnant in our life, it was important for me to shake things up every now and then, which ended up being like, I don't know, like 50% of the year we were traveling, which was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, I was definitely just kind of wanting new experiences. Now that we've like done this whole like life shakedown, um, I'm like, I don't really want to go anywhere for a little while, <laughs> but it's, it's still something that will always be super important for me. I think I'm just looking for more local adventures, um, not feeling the need to go as far to get that same feeling. But I think the feeling that has really brought the most growth to my life is that travel Travel is literally the opposite of routine. And I'm someone who, like I've said, like I can, when I put my mind to something, I can like really be determined at it. And that's sort of what happens to me when it comes to routine, where I'm like, ah, this is going to be my routine. I'm like, I just do it. And it's, it can be, I can get kind of stuck in it. And then when like things change, which happens every single day, like nothing ever goes according to plan. I get really upset and worked up around it. Um, and that's just not a healthy, great way to live. Um, so, you know, like I'm, I'm someone who could do like a 20 day, like, or 21 day, like ab challenge. And like, I will do it every single day, mm-hmm. but like, I shouldn't do it every single day. Like it's, it's bad. Cause then when like life inevitably happens and I can't get it in, I'm like, no, like, and it's just not a, it's just not good, um, which is why I basically made it my life mission over the last couple of years to essentially do the opposite of that and really remind people, both myself and other people, that like health doesn't look the same every single day. And for me, that's meant really making drastic changes like going on trips for long periods of time or moving your life across a continent and trying to like find those moments of self-care and and what it means to be healthy and really thrive in your own life when you're not in the environment that you're used to and just reminding people that it's not you know 21 day ab challenges but like how can you create that space for yourself wherever you are in the world and 
it's not something that I claim to be good at, but it's something that I'm working on. And that's a big reason why travel has been a part of that because, you know, like you, your bag gets lost and you have to figure it out. Like you have to figure out how you're going to deal without your luggage or, you know, the, your plane's delayed or your Airbnb is the cracked in. I don't know. Like there's so <laughs> many possible possibilities and you just ha- are constantly having to figure them out and, and somehow between all of that, like make space for you and for your self care. And it's just, it's been a really great challenge for me to kind of sort that out. And especially with the move, like nothing went according to plan, like literally nothing went according to plan. And I, I'm so happy that we have a lot of this like video footage and, and pictures to kind of realize like what's been, what was really good um, to have captured all of that. Because in the moment you can be like, Oh man, like really like we're snowed in again, or we crashed our car or, we know where to stay, like, you know, whatever problem it is, you can get kind of wrapped up in that and, and forget all the really good things. But it's been really fun to kind of share that experience and be able to focus on the positives of it. And yeah, I would just advocate for anyone who like feels really stuck in their own, their own life and then feeling like the routine is, is boring and just not helping them grow, like just go somewhere and it doesn't necessarily have to be like getting on a plane but like just go go to an environment that's new and see what you can do for yourself there or see what you can do for other people and not think about yourself for a little while it's just it's completely transformed my life Mm. I so agree with all of that oh that's so cool I keep thinking I get that image in my mind do you ever see the movie Away We Go yes I love that movie so much and it shows such a beautiful healthy relationship which I think is rare that movies actually show healthy relationships but I feel like that's you and Kurt like going across (laughs) the country finding your home and and I I I love that but speaking of of him and you having a partner and all this I think that does make it a little bit easier and I'm sure challenging at times but having that person with you as you're you know going through these really big life changes for for both of you and then you know traveling and figuring out when those you know things that you can't control happen like losing your bag or the airbnb or whatever and the communication level that has to be happening to make things run in the relationship with all of that what has being in a long-term relationship with kurt taught you And, you know, what has this, especially this recent experience and how do you, what kind of advice would you say for just maybe talk about, you know, how your relationship is going with everything that's been going on? Yeah. um, I mean, he is truly like the most patient, positive person I have ever met, which is awesome because I am neither of those things. Um, So he just... I don't know. I just think he really is an amazing human and that makes it so much easier when like things just get tough. Like he is just so strong and so dependable for getting through the situation. Cause when I'm like, Oh my God, this is the end of the world. He's like, no, it's not. It's not the end of the world. You can always find something positive in everything. Um, so I think having at least one person in a relationship who is the positive person is really, really helpful. Um, 
I, you know, we are both very determined people. So, you know, when we crashed our car, it was like no question we were going to be on the road the next morning, 12 hours later. Mm-hmm. Like there was just, we're, we're pretty unstoppable when we put our minds to something. So definitely having someone who is, who is as determined or motivated as you are and kind of at least within the same range <laughs> Um, is really helpful, but yeah, really just his positivity makes everything so much better. Um, and also just kind of, he, he's also a really creative person. So even though I was like pretty incessant about capturing things on video and pictures, he's also giving him like the space to do like his creative stuff. So like we got a drone and he loves the drone and like Mm -hmm. flying it and, and being able to like capture things with his eye um is great that isn't always necessarily how I would do it but how he does it um is definitely an a positive and, and just finding a little bit of like light and ease amidst everything and also he's like a way chiller person than I am so when he like needs his like downtime like making sure that he has his downtime because otherwise it's there's no point in dragging someone through the mud when they're like not necessarily interested in being there so just having a bit of like patience and kindness when he when he needs his time which he's so good at like giving me my time so I feel like I owe it to him um but yeah I just we're very much yin and yang in terms of our personalities, but we're both very, very determined people. So he might see like, I might see every single obstacle and he sees a clear path, but we're both going to get to the end. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What about communication and just, you know, having been in a relationship for five years, what have you learned and what advice can you give to other people specifically about communication or just even about, you know, not losing yourself in a relationship and staying connected to yourself, maybe on like both of those pieces, anything that comes to mind? Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about everything. I mean, when you sit in a car for 10 hours a day on a road trip, you will literally talk about everything. Um, so there's really nothing that's off limits. It's an interesting dynamic though, cause we both travel a lot for work and we don't talk that much when we travel. It's sort of, Oh yeah. You told we, me. Yeah, we, um, I think we tend to not talk about the, like, things that are not the most interesting parts of our day, and at least when we're apart, like, we, we rather, like, share the exciting stuff, um, and sort of leave, we don't talk when we feel like we should be talking, we talk when we need to talk, and I think that's been a huge plus in our relationship. You know, like, especially I mean we did two and a half years long distance so we definitely have experience doing that and we weren't the kind of couple that was talking all day every single day or Mm -hmm. even talked every single day for that matter it was definitely a lot of trust in that like I'm sure that he was busy living his life and I was busy living mine and that as long as he went to bed thinking about me that was like all that really mattered and so we never really forced ourselves to talk just because we should yeah Um, I love that like yeah when we had things that were important to say to each other we did um but if it wasn't that interesting then it we just didn't say it but a lot has changed you know that was the first two and a half years of our relationship was long distance and now it's been another three years so that we've actually lived together and I mean the rules still apply it's not really a rule but it's an unofficial rule when we travel is that we just don't talk that much but you know when we are home together and big life things are happening 
you know, you talk through them. Like, that's just how it is. And he's really good at, like, making sure. I, I kind of need space sometimes. Like, if, you know, when things get tough or we're fighting or whatever it is, I kind of need, like, some space to breathe a little bit. And he he's pretty insistent that we, like, sort through things, like, right away, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily my go-to, but has actually been really good for us uh, to be, like, that you know talk through everything in that moment instead of I think he doesn't like the the divide that can be created when you like separate yourselves sort of like the whole like don't go to sleep angry it's like don't leave the room angry like you know at least say something nice to each other or find some goodness in the situation even if you don't fully resolve it um and yeah I don't we're not perfect. We don't have everything figured out. I don't know that like I can necessarily give relationship advice and there I have very much lost myself in him. I will I will say that for sure. He life is just better with him. So mm-hmm. I Yeah. I don't know. I, it's like I could I could function by myself on my own. I'm an independent person. I'm sure I could do it, but I just don't want to. Yeah. So that's yeah I don't know I, I don't have any like great advice to give well I it's thought that just... was lovely and I I loved all of it Thanks. I want you yeah. speaking of relationships I do need you to quickly share you have this theory about third wheels and I tell I'm spreading this like wildfire I hope you even remember what I'm going to say but you told me this when I was in Toronto and I was like oh I can no longer feel bad about being a third wheel with all of my couple crushes because of you so what is your theory about third wheels? I have a theory about third wheels. You told I, me you that you did. You have to remind me. I, okay. I mean, I... This I, is what I, you said. I think most cop... Okay, tell me. Tell me what I said. Well, no, you were going to say it. I think you might know. But you said to me that secretly couples love third wheels. Is Do you still agree totally. with that? Totally. Completely. What is your reasoning behind that? I just think it, like, makes it interest I don't know I, I I love having another person around well this is what you like, said and okay, I okay tell me it, what I said it stayed with me <laughs> apparently not you but, but you said and it was so good you were like couples love third wheels because they want to be around other people but they don't want to not be around each other so a third wheel is like the best of both worlds it's so true I right? mean that you agree that with was yourself. Like kind of what I was thinking I, I'm glad I was able to articulate it better then than I can now <laughs> yeah. but it's so true it's like I I love hanging out with him, but, like, we spend a lot of time together. So having another person around, like, sort of makes things interesting and exciting yeah. without us having to be apart. Totally. So, like, yeah. It, it, except in, like, the honeymoon phase when you're, like, so obsessed with being alone with each other. When you've been in a relationship for a long time, it's, like, having another person around. It's, like, it's like a whole new situation. But, mm-hmm. like, you still get to hang out together. So, yeah, yeah I, I love it. Feel free to third wheel us anytime. Amazing. Well, I will definitely be taking you up on that because I love hanging out with you. So another thing that probably has to do with your relationship is that you guys got a dog this year who's adorable and I got to snuggle and it's just like so, so cute. So how was that experience and what did that, how did that affect your relationship? What advice do you have for someone who's thinking about getting a pet and just tell us about Bodhi a little bit? Yeah. I mean, Bodhi is like the light of my life. (laughs) I love him so much. Um, Gert and I are both like huge animal people. We both love dogs. Uh, we both grew up with dogs. So we, it was no question that we were going to get one. I would say our timing was a little bit strange that we got one literally a month before we decided to move. Um, but you know, it'll, 
it all kind of worked out in its own crazy way. But we, so we were actually watching our really close friend's dog for the year, um, a whole kind of crazy situation there, but she had to finish medical school and we wound up with the dog and it was wonderful. It, we learned a lot about having a dog, which was great. And then it was hard to give him back, but we knew we were going to get our own dog. So it was all okay. But I, I would say to anyone who's thinking about getting a dog and people will say the same thing, like it's hard, like you're going to have to train them. They're expensive, everything. They are, they're all of those things, but they're also absolutely amazing. Like especially dogs. It's just unconditional love. Like he is 1000% my like emotional support animal when I'm like feeling down, having him just changes everything. And Mm -hmm. it's so nice to, Honestly, a lot of that, like, self-care, like, just simply, like, taking him on a walk, having an excuse to go on a walk, which I don't always necessarily need an excuse to go on a walk, but having a dog is the perfect excuse to go on a walk. And I think walks are so therapeutic, just being able to just, like, clear your head and be moving at the same time. And they need to be walked every single day, multiple times a day. So that's been really, really great, a huge asset to my life for sure. Um, far more of an asset now that I don't live in winter because that was a little bit miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are just so full of joy and happiness. So when you're just feeling down to be able to look at like how much like joy they get from like a stuffed toy, you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, life, life just can't be that bad. Everyone like needs a puppy. But mm-hmm. it's also, I would say just, And to kind of go with what I just said, just kind of taking you out of your own petty problems sometimes. It's, you know, our, I would look at my to-do list, but at the end of the day, like, the dog has to be walked, you know? And that, and I think it's been a good reminder both to make space, like, for, for other people, other things, and for myself, that, like, all of those, all that stuff that fills up my to-do list, the business, and just, like, life organization whatnot like all of that can wait like if the dog has to be and all of that can wait if like I have to meditate like it can yeah. all wait and I think it just kind of changes the way you you view your days um so that's been really really helpful and yeah they're just like a I mean Bodhi is like actually a stuffed animal like he looks oh, like a stuffed so animal cute. yeah so yeah I basically have a real life stuffed animal so it's it was the amazing. best decision we ever made mm. That makes me so happy. I wish this was in person so we could I know. Snuggle. I can't wait for you to come out here so you can see how big he's gotten. It's I know. Because I saw him, I think he was, what, like, when, it was, like, right out, I think he, he was eight weeks. Him. Yeah. It was, like, five days after we had gotten him. Yeah. So he was just, like, he was a baby, like, a, a real oh, baby. He's he still a baby. So he's just cute. a huge baby. He is, yeah. like, way bigger than they told us he was going to really? be. Really? okay. He is? Yeah. Oh yeah, he goodness. was supposed to be 50 pounds full grown. He's 50 pounds at seven months. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, cute. He's so cute. Yeah. When I was visiting, it was like the well, the healthy Maven farm. And you guys had so many oh animals. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had, I think we had two dogs and a cat at that point. Yeah. It was it amazing. Was I was going to stay with you guys. And you were like, yeah, of course you can stay with us. But you might be more comfortable at Nikki's because we have a farm right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, so my friend who was in medical school, we were watching her dog for a year, but kind of on and off throughout that summer. And then she also got a cat. 
it's a whole long story. She's my best friend. There's, that's the only reason we had her cat mm-hmm. and her dog and a puppy all at once. But I mean, we're friend. animal lovers, so that, I, mean, I can't think of anything better than waking up and being like, "Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. look at all these animals!" So <laughs> it, it was a it was a great thing for me, but I'm sure other people would have been incredibly overwhelmed. Yeah. So, what are you? most looking forward to right now most excited about best part of your life right now oh I love this question because now I get to like think I like it's not my instinct to look at the positive so I I'd like when people ask me to like really focus on the things that are very positive but I am really looking forward to feeling really settled here um and for fun weekend adventures kind of exploring the west coast because I've never lived out here um, and in, on the business side, I am really looking forward to kind of tapping more into mental health and really exploring that and what it means to be healthy outside of our like very narrow definition of health. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the podcast has just been such a joy so obviously, as we like moved our life, I was like, I'm going to launch a podcast because that's what I do. I just like <laughs> pile things on top of each other. But it's really been, you know, I've gotten to share my story over the last four years. And I'm so grateful that people have followed along with that journey. But I really am a believer that health takes so many different shapes and sizes. It just there's so many definitions to it. And I think it's important that we explore those, which is why I love your podcast, too. So just being able to share other people's stories and, and add some perspective to this this nar- very narrow definition of health that I found myself wrapped up in and that I want other people to kind of be able to see beyond, which is something that I've been able to see. Yes, like I think that's so great, the diversity of voices of what it's like to be human and how you know your definition of healthy or sane or well or okay general like okayness in the world as an adult comes in so many different shapes and sizes I love that and I'm so happy you have a podcast and I just want to I've said this to you Davida but I want to say to everyone listening it is so good I listened to the first episode recently and I was just blown away not that I was surprised at all that the quality would be amazing or that you would be so articulate and the guests would be great but like it just had all the elements. It hit all the notes. I'm I'm your biggest fan. Everyone should stop listening to this podcast. Go listen to that podcast and come back because it is so good. And I'm just so glad that you started a podcast. If anyone should have a podcast, it's you. Thank you, Katie. I so appreciate that. And you have been such an inspiration to me. And I, I honestly have never met someone who has been so unconditionally supportive especially you know it can seem and this is something that we're going to discuss on my podcast Mm. is just this (laughs) topic of you know when people are doing things that are so similar to you why it's so important that you support them and not view them as enemies or competition Um, and you I don't you know anytime I like have a new project that I want to launch I'm just going to hang out with you because the first time it happened I like started a YouTube channel and the second time it happened I started a podcast yeah what are we gonna start next year it's a yearly thing for us (laughs) it must be I don't I I have no idea what's coming next but I'm sure you're somehow going to be an integral part of that process yeah 2015 it was video 2016 podcasting 
Who, what's oh, it going to be in 2017? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't know. Well, we'll be I in hope it it's together. a nice long nap. Yeah, who knows? Oh my goodness. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be together. And I just want to say, you know, I I don't think I've ever met anyone quite like you. Aww. And I, I feel like everybody listening should hear this. Like, meeting you was like, I, I just have never met someone who is so present. You were, every time I see you, you are so there in that moment. And I feel like you are just so your energy is very much like in the room with everyone who is there. And it's a really special thing. And I've told you this before, but I feel like everybody who's listening should hear this just that like you truly, you love so unconditionally and you are just so present in it. And it's a really special thing. So I hope you never lose that. Oh, and I'm crying. That was so (laughs) sweet. I was I was having such a like flustered day. The people listening don't know this, but I was like late coming to this interview. I got stuck in a parking garage. It's not worth explaining the story, but poor Davida had to hear the entire thing before we started recording. And then we had like Skype issues, and and here we are. Plus, the first time we did this, the recording didn't go, and so I was like, oh my goodness, I sound I probably seem like this like crazy spacey person, but I was like, oh, I'm so glad it's Davida because I feel like she's gonna understand and she's gonna be chill about it and here we are having this podcast that's just like flowed beautifully and and here we are at the end with the quick fire question so thank you for saying all that and this was great we did it of finally. course of course hit me all right you know these you've done them before let's do them again your morning routines i'm sure have changed and been changing but give us like a picture of what like, what was today like? You know, what were the first three things you did when you woke up and why did you choose to do those before anything else? Yeah, so they've definitely changed since we last spoke, but the first thing is always coffee. I, I will never change that. I'm never going to be like a lemon water, apple cider vinegar person, like get me my coffee immediately. Um, so coffee, for sure, it's the way I start my day. Um, I've been making some time to meditate, which has been really, really positive. And I just want to make clear, like, I feel like when people say that, it sounds like this whole, like, hippie woo-woo thing. I literally, like, put my headphones in and, like, put on a song and just sit there and, like, try and breathe for, like, five minutes. And it's been, it. I, I'm not going to say that it's, like, changed my life, but it's just added a bit more mindfulness and awareness to my life, which has been really important. Um, and then... I've been journaling on and off. Yeah. Um, I thought you'd be proud of me yeah, for that. Yeah, I sure am. Uh, yeah, so I've been on and off. I didn't journal today. It's sort of, I feel like I find myself journaling more when I'm upset or sad, more than I find myself journaling when I'm happy, which I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like. And I, I want to make time to really journal when I'm feeling gratitude and positive because yeah. I don't, I don't do that enough. But then... I think that's okay, though. I say in the book that... There are two types of journalers. There's like an SOS journaler. That's like when you need to process something, when you have an emotion that you need to process. Or it sounds like kind of what you're saying. Then you take to the journal. And then there are other people who are more preventative journalers who kind of do it as things come. But I don't think anything is wrong with either way of doing it. You know, I think it's just yeah, not, I, again, I not being hard on yourselves. Totally. And I think I'm definitely an SOS journaler and I have always been. And in many ways, the blog has been kind of that very public journal uh, for when I'm going through things. But 
I'd like to be more of a preventative journaler. Like I think it it would be a huge asset to my life. So just making more space for that. Mm -hmm. And I I walk Bodie. So that's always a really great way to start the day. Just kind of getting outside immediately. And and then I kind of jump into starting my day. I'd like to kind of give myself a bit more space in the morning before I reach for my phone. But mm, it's a work in progress. Yeah. What about in the evening? What are the last few things you do in the evening to wind down? How do you end your day and relax um I love a good like Netflix TV show there's nothing like just watching like some like mindless television to kind of just numb your brain what have you been watching and and loving lately um we so I'm watching the crown oh yeah um, and then we also just watched we like blew through a full season of ballers on HBO uh that was really good Cool. Yeah, I don't know. We're also huge, like, weird West Wing freaks. Like, I've seen the West Wing, like, five times through. So we, it's always, like, our go-to if we're, like, not sure what to watch. Oh, nice. Comfort yeah, TV. I love that. It is. It's my comfort series. Yeah. Um, especially given everything that's happening. Like, yeah. It just, I find a lot of comfort in it. And yeah. then um, I always read right before I go cool. to sleep. So I've. I have like so many books that I'm that I'm reading at the same time. So just sort of whatever I'm in the mood for. And, and that's how I fall asleep. Nice. This question I got from Julia Cameron in the artist way, but if you had five alternate lives, what would they be? Oh, um, that's a great question. Five of them. Yeah. It's a uh, lot. I would be, I, I would be a Broadway singer. Nice. Be one of them. Um, I wish I could sing. I just have such respect for people who can sing. Um, I, Ooh, five of them, huh? Okay. Um, it's kind of nice you have so many, so you can just kind of throw things out there, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I would be a dog groomer because then I could just hang out with dogs all day. Cool. Um, I would probably, I don't know, I really love what I do. It's hard. Um I feel like Ooh. we're playing that game MASH. Did you ever play that game and you had to, like, come yeah. up with all the careers? <laughs> yeah. I oh, – I'm really struggling with this. I know. It's a hard, it's a hard, hard question, especially to do quickly. I, it really took me a lot of thought. But uh, it's funny how, like, the first I, one comes to you. Totally. Um, I think I would be – I would be a really good private investigator because I'm, like, super creepy and, like, can get down <laughs> to the bottom of everything. Uh, that's good to know just in case for future reference for me (laughs) yes I had like a phase in high school where I thought I wanted to be a UN interpreter which a part of me still kind of does I like I love languages I like I took German Italian French in high school so I I've always just enjoyed them so I think I would enjoy that for a short period of time but not for life um and then I would really like to Ooh, oh, I'd love to do something in wine, whether mm. it would be like designing a wine label or working, you know, doing branding for a wine brand or just understanding wine better. Cool. I, something with wine. Yeah. I see that in your future, like coming to you easily. There's something. Somehow. I yeah. Know. Like a vineyard is somehow going to appear in my yeah, life. Yeah, I, I see that very soon. <laughs> Yeah. And now that I'm on the West Coast, for sure. Yep. You you heard it here first, exclusive again. <laughs> okay, favorite fruit and favorite vegetable? Uh, vegetable is cauliflower 
for sure. Um, and fruit is probably blackberries. Oh, those are so good. I yeah. had the best cauliflower dish at this place we went to last night. It was small plates and we just ordered one of them and I was like, I want all of it. We were all sharing, which is so fun, but I wanted all of this cauliflower. It was like a tahini cauliflower situation. Mm-hmm. You would have that's loved like it. That's like my favorite thing in life. Like that's you pretty much I just like smother died. my life in tahini yeah. and ca- yeah, and cauliflower. It was so I have warm a recipe and good. for tahini cauliflower. On of the course you do. Oh pretty my gosh. much make it every week. Oh, I want to so go make good. it right now. That sounds amazing. Actually, I want it made for me and ready after this podcast recording, please. If we're, <laughs> right, if we're wishing, if we're wishing here. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Great. Perfect. What is your, speaking of food at the ready, what is your favorite place to eat in Toronto and New York City since you lived in both of those places for a long time? And you okay, might not so know New York. Now. New York, there's this place called Capellia. It's on 14th between 6th and 7th. Um, or actually, I think it's between 7th and 8th. I lived on 14th between 6th and 7th. So it was on the same block. So it was, it was just so easy. Um, but it's like Latin Cuban food. And it's just everything on that menu is so good. But they have these, like, blue corn ricotta pancakes Ooh. that were just to die for. So if you're in New York, go to Capellia. They, like, weirdly have, like, a B rating, which, like, is a little bit oh, yeah. sketchy, I guess. But, like, I, I don't care. And that place was so good. And they're 24 hours, which wow. is even better nice. for when you're craving pancakes at 3 a.m. Um, and then in Toronto, my favorite place – that's weird that I just said Toronto because anyone from Toronto would never say Toronto. So that was very strange, but <laughs> oh man, I've been gone for too long. But my favorite place is Woodlot. So it's they have unbelievable bread there. It's like homemade sourdough. So that's like the best way to start the meal. And then they also have both their regular menu and their vegetarian menu. And I'm not vegetarian, but I just love any restaurant that can do vegetarian food really really well and they do it really really well so I just make a point of like only ever ordering off their vegetarian menu because they just make vegetables taste so good I they do everything in like a wood burning oven like a pizza oven so everything is just like smoked and crispy and just delicious so if you're in Toronto go to Woodlot it's my favorite yeah that sounds delicious and it's great that they have that option that whole special menu I love Mm -hmm. places do that yeah What's the best thing that you've eaten in the last week or month, first thing that comes to mind? Best thing that I've eaten in the last week or month? Well, I've been kind of all over the place in the last week and month. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of takeout in the last week, sadly. Um, and then I was in Guatemala. But, what was the food okay. like there? Um, it was okay. Um, if I'm being totally honest, like it was not, I wouldn't say it was like a culinary capital. Um, there were some, there were some really good stuff. Can I say coffee? Like, can that, does that count? We've had like, sure, amazing... that, that'll be a first on, on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm totally into it. Uh, yeah, well, we were in Guatemala and we got this amazing tour of this, um, this coffee co-op that. Uh, just a, a bunch of small farmers came together to create and just hearing their stories and then they made us coffee where they like roasted the beans in their home and oh, hand ground them and just everyone was served mm. the most amazing coffee and wow. just really the whole experience around that was really special yeah. so 
Okay, yeah. that totally counts. I thought you were gonna you're talking about like, you know, your average Keurig here. This totally counts for my question. No, this was like this was a really Legit. unique experience and like really the best cup of coffee I've ever had. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. What is your best advice on cooking? It's something that you've learned and really mastered and, and shared, but what would you say to someone like me? let's say, who wants to get better at cooking, but it's just something that they don't enjoy yet? I would say two things. The first is stock your spice cabinet. Like, I spices change everything, and I just have everything on hand and experiment with them. You'd be surprised how much a dish can change when you can just swap out one spice. Um, so really, like, get just get a lot of spices and have some fun with them. It's just, that's what makes cuisine so different from each other is just really their spice blends because a lot of them come down to the same ingredients. A lot of them have rice or meat or beans or whatever it is that's kind of common across cultures, but it's the spices that change everything. So have some fun with your spices and don't be afraid to eat a lot of the same things. I think that that might sound weird coming from me, but I eat a lot of the same foods over and over again, and it's okay to know what you like and to cook those things. If, you know, if you enjoy them, then then at least you're in the kitchen doing it yourself. Like, don't try and force yourself to, like, make extravagant meals. Like, I on occasion love doing something, like, really crazy, but for the most part, I make the same thing all the time over and over again and I think that that's totally fine yeah I'm cool with that too I eat the same thing over and over and totally fine yeah I yeah you don't need to be creative to be a cook Mm -hmm. like you don't you, you can make the same foods and as long as you're just like being active in there and kind of flexing that muscle I think yeah. that's the most important getting your hands and pots and pans dirty exactly What's your best advice for being an entrepreneur? Ooh, or on entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah, I would say if you want to run a business, it's as simple as believing that you have a business, that no one will believe in you until you believe in yourself. I really think that it starts with people think that somebody else is going to validate you or that you're going to achieve some milestone and that it's at that point that you're going to start believing that you have a business or that you're an entrepreneur, but it's really as simple as you making the decision that you are. Mm, I love that. When you're having a bad day, whether it's something that happened with a relationship or body image or, you know, with work or your business, what is your, like, go-to tool to make you feel better and, and shift you out of that? Um, I love baths. I really do genuinely love taking baths uh, and then just like a really nice piece of dark chocolate and my favorite tea and just really doing the things that like I not I don't want to call them indulgences because they're not they're not really indulgences there are things that I should probably be doing every day but it's just the things that like bring you that small amount of joy or they always just make my day better also like a puppy, a puppy changes mm. everything. Yeah, mm, I love that. So, big question today in the moment: How do you feel about spirituality, God? What happens when we die? Where are you with that? So, I'm I'm a little lost <laughs> to be honest. Um, I grew up Jewish, and my family 
is not religious by any means, um, but it's very culturally a part of my life. So I think I will always identify as Jewish. I can't imagine being anything but. It's a community that I'm proud to be a part of um, and love being a part of, but I don't really know how much of the actual religious side I believe in. Uh, and I, I'm not really all that motivated to try and figure it out. I'm just sort of letting the pieces fall as they may. Um, on the spiritual side, I think meditation is becoming a bigger part of my life as this you know, self-care and just all of the practices around that become more important to me. So I, I don't, I can't say definitively I believe in God. I also can't say that I don't. I definitely feel like there is something in the universe that exists. I just don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens when we die? Oh, I don't know. I truly, honestly don't know. Nobody does. (laughs) And I think that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's, I mean, I'm sure Judaism, I know Judaism has its own, you know, everything around that, but it isn't necessarily what I believe. I just, I think we all come back and not in the like karmic sense, but just that like everything is sort of this like never ending life circle. So. Whether yeah, it be a, yeah, yeah, in some way, you never really die, but I just don't really know yeah. what that means. Yeah. Well, while we're here, we're going to lighten the mood. We're going to take this right back up. I feel like this podcast has been all over the place, but I love it, much like our life in general. What yeah. would you have for if you're having a dinner party and you can invite five people, what would you make for them? And who would you invite? And what do you hope that you would get to talk about at the dinner party? And what do you hope no one would ask you about that you just don't want to talk about anymore? Okay. Um, let's start with what I'd make. Okay. So, I mean, I always make my tahini and cauliflower because it's yes. like a dish that everyone, like, kind of freaks out about. Yeah. Because um, it's just so good. I'm, uh, like, going to Google like, that and make that this, like, tomorrow. You should. The recipe on the blog has chickpeas in it. But you can also just, like, leave the chickpeas out. I You can do it either way. I just Great. use the chickpeas because it makes it a full meal. Like, it adds a bit of, like, protein in there because I could literally eat that whole thing by myself. Um, but I would probably do some sort of, like, Middle Eastern. I love Middle Eastern Mediterranean food. So probably, like, there would be hummus and pita and veggies and then cauliflower with tahini, some, like, roasted, lots of roasted veggies. Mm. Um and then I, like, I'll, my go-to is always, like, some sort of, like, quinoa salad because it's just so easy to make in advance. And, like, quinoa salads, you can, like, leave them for, like, three days and they only taste better yeah. um, after they've, like, melded into each other. So, so true. like that. And then dessert. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of just, like, going for some, like, really good classic chocolate chip cookies. I think they're always a hit. And, like, you can get super fancy, but if you can just do a really good chocolate chip cookie, then you know, it's game over. Yeah. Um, in terms of who I would invite, um, I would love, uh, I would love to have Brene Brown. Um, I think she, I just love everything that she shares and Elizabeth Gilbert. Cause I would love to both speak to both of them and then watch their dynamic. Um, I would, this is really random, but I would invite my mother because I think mm. she is a very unique, special person who 
is the queen of hosting. So she would can kind of lead the way yeah, in terms of how I to do that. it. Um, I would invite Yvonne Schoenard, who is the founder of Patagonia. Um, I just have such respect for the business that he's built and, you know, really has never wavered in in their mission. Um, and I'm really excited about sort of the stuff that they're doing in the food space. So I would love to chat with him about that. And, ooh, how many oh. do I need? I'm inviting five? Yeah, I think you got them all. So okay. Cool. What what do you want them to ask you about, and what do you hope that doesn't come up? Um, I would love for them to ask me my opinions on diets, because I love any opportunity to shut down anyone who believes that some sort of fad diet is going to change their life. And you can I put your off. lawyer hat on for a second. Yeah, I think I like really try and stay away from being too preachy on the blog, but like have very strong opinions about this that I have to hold back because I I respect that everybody has their own way of doing things, but if I'm like alone in a room with my friends, like I have, you know, I feel a very I feel very strongly that they're having a hugely negative impact on our world. Yes, you know, preach. Yeah, so it's, I mean, call it what you will, like, whether it's, you know, gluten-free or vegan or whatever it is, I, I totally understand, like, there's a moral side to things, but I just think that, like, it, it may as well be Atkins or whatever, or Weight Watchers, like, it's all, it's creating this really negative way of looking at food, and I just think it's it's unhealthy in the long run, and it's just not the way we should be viewing our food. So yeah, I think talking about what we're adding in of like being plant based or being plant centric is so much better than any of the labels talking about what to avoid, gluten free. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. It's like I could I could put those definitions on my diet, but truthfully, it's like I'm I'm more focused on the things that I'm trying to add to it totally. than what I'm trying to eliminate. Yeah. So I love when people ask me about that because I could go on for days. Um, I would not want people. What do I not want to talk about? I'm like really an open book, so I talk about most things. But mm. I guess I don't want to talk about uh, the way that I eat. That I know that sounds weird. Um, or I just hate when people make commentary on it or like, mm -hmm. ooh, you're you're serving us cookies for dessert. Those don't seem very healthy. I just like think like, I don't know. I It's weird because I like. I know what I, you mean. You know, like I just don't want to talk about it personally, but I want to talk about it on like a larger scale of like how we more, I guess I more want to talk about the impact that all of these diets are having on like our next generation of women and what we can do to try and change that. I guess that's more of the focus that I would want to have and less about the like what I, what I eat on a daily basis. I just don't think it's that interesting and I don't think anybody should care. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's there's more. That's you have a very that. interesting group of people there and there's more interesting things to talk about. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so you are starting a girl band, and you can have five people, five girls, five women in this band with you. And keep in mind, you know, you're going to be traveling and performing with these people. You're going to be spending a lot of time with them. So these could be people you know, people you wish you knew, people you know in, like, an Internet sort of a way. The first five that come to mind, go. 
Okay, so like you immediately came to oh, mind because oh my I just goodness. think that. So well, I just think that like you would add a lot. You just always add perspective to situations. So I would just love to have you just as a constant reminder that like things are good and, mm. and to focus on those things because I think you add a lot of positivity and, and mindfulness to situations. Mm, so I would I'm love in. to have you. I'm in. Um, I would love to have my best friend, the one who uh, likes to drop her animals off at my yeah. house. Um, she's just, she's like, you know, like the... I feel bad saying this, but she's sort of like my comfort food. Like, she's yeah. just so comforting to me. I just love having her around, and she just brings so much, like, I just feel like I can, like, so truly be myself around her, and That's I love that. That's the best feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really special. I miss her a lot. Um, I would bring my friend Lee, who you, yes. you've heard a lot about and people have heard a lot about. Lee is just, she is, like, the most... Like, I'm a pretty determined person, but, like, she pushed me to shame. So, if, like, we're going to have a successful girl band, like, oh, she's yeah. probably going to be the one behind it. Oh, I want her. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I would want, I mean, I, whew, so I need two more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want my, my girl band I mean my other really good friend is an amazing singer so I should probably have someone in the group who actually yes. has <laughs> that would be who smart. Actually has singing she skills. can carry so the, she, the weight exactly and she lives in San Francisco so it's really nice to be closer to her now nice. um and and it's great cause she's in our girl band and then um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Nikki our friend Nikki because yeah. she's just gonna make really really delicious food perfect she could be the yeah. chef she could be the chef and like she's just like I I get lazy sometimes and I'm just like ugh screw it like I just want to take out and like she is just so good about like she always like makes time to like get her groceries and meal prep and yeah and just like but in a way that isn't like really neurotic or mm-hmm. like really obsessive she's just so normal around food and health and she's just a really good influence to have around so this is Nikki from Health Not Nutrition, yes. who's also in the Lost Basement tapes. Yeah, um, and, uh, and she's just a really great, great chef too. Future so, yeah. podcast That's guest my, as well. <laughs> definitely, and you guys should all listen to that because Nikki is just a really, really positive influence. She's yeah. great. She is someone who, like you said, can be so healthy, but can also be so chill and normal around food that I yeah. admire so much. It's a really, oh, I admire it so much. She's just, she's a really unique, special person, she's which is, one of it's those, sad. Yeah. We should have more people exactly. like that. Exactly. It, it's sad that it's refreshing, but it it is. She's and, one of those very rare women that got away somehow unscathed of, you know, taking away their normalcy around food and have, getting, you know, pushed into the diet industry's crap. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so now you're just going to recommend a bunch of things in a couple different categories. So book, movie, song, podcast that you want to recommend. I'll kind of walk you through it, but let's start with book. Okay, book, um, two books, if I can say two. Yeah, Um, One is Essentialism by Greg McKeon. Um, It will, especially for anyone who's an entrepreneur or runs a business, um, it's just will change the way you kind of approach your work uh, and eliminating the things that really don't matter. And I recently read 10% Happier by Dan Harris. Um, oh, I really like it, his podcast. Yeah, his podcast is awesome. You should definitely read his book. It really, really helped me see meditation in a different way. 
um, and not trying to approach it so much from like a perfectionist attitude, which is where I find myself a lot of the time, but really just like making meditation my own in a way that can be an asset to my life and not something that I avoid because I don't want to do it Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to do it well. Um, Movie. I'm not a huge movie person. I know, like, I feel bad saying that to you because I know you're such a movie person. I am. I know. (laughs) I just don't. I love TV. Like, I, I watch... I, I have an attention span of, like, an ant, so, like, I can only watch, like, one episode of something. Do you want to give um, us another... TV is so good right now. Do you want to give us another, t- other than the ones that you said, show to check out? I, well, I, I honestly think that if you've never watched The West Wing, you need to watch okay. The West Wing. I, which I um, haven't, and I so I should. It's... I mean, you have is seven beautiful seasons ahead of you. It is on Netflix. Oh, perfect. Um, I'm on it. Yes, yes. It's a great, great show. Um... Seven beautiful seasons. Seven beautiful seasons. It's amazing. Um, I. What else do I really like? I don't know. I. I'm trying to think of like what we've watched recently. I like anything that's like a drama, like lots of relationships, and anything that's funny. In my last interview, somebody said recommended to me the OA. Have you watched that yet? No, I saw I saw it on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Apparently, it's fantastic. I've gotten recommended it like three times in the last two days. Okay, so I feel well, I'm like, gonna add that to the list. Yeah, for sure. Add it to the queue. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm also like a big Game of Thrones person, so Game of Thrones is really great. I just love like really good cinematic TV. Yeah, so, like H- HBO, anything HBO. Yeah, yeah, cool. What about what music have you been listening to? Is there a song that you've liked lately or an artist or anything yeah I've been um to well we had the road trip so like I've just listened to we've listened to so much music um the new John Legend album is phenomenal if you oh, haven't yeah. listened to it yet my it's friend amazing. who I was in Hawaii with just a couple weeks ago sang on that she's in the band no Lucius. Yeah, my friend Jess oh my Wolf, God. and she's she's doing the podcast, but she sang on that album, and we were together in Hawaii when it came out, and we were all watching our other friend's comedy special, and she was like, I want to share something that, that I did, and it was so cool. We listened to the album, and it's so good. I've been listening to the album, and and I'm That's so amazing. excited that she was well, on it, but it's, it's so good. Kudos to her, because that is, it, it is one of the best albums I've heard in, in a couple of years. It's yeah. phenomenal. Um, and then Jack Garrett, um, he's not like as well known. I think he's out of the UK. His most recent album, um, it came out at like the beginning of 2016, but it's really, really good too. Oh, cool. So if you haven't heard Jack Garrett, I haven't. definitely check him out. Really cool. What about podcasts? What podcasts do you listen to that you like other than mine? And But tell people, what is your podcast called? Where can they find it in all the usual locations? Obviously yeah, usual a- locations, iTunes, Stitcher, all of, I mean, whatever podcast player, it's probably on there. Um, it's called That's So Maven. Which I Obviously. love. <laughs> it's a play on That's So Raven, if you are That's a 90s so kid. Maven, it's the future <laughs> I can see. Yeah, exactly. Um, but really, I mean, the word maven means kind of a, a wise person or a know-it-all. And so it's an opportunity to get to interview people who are mavens in the health and wellness sphere. And, and I really just think anyone who has some experience under their belt, belt makes themselves a maven. Like if you have a bit more experience than someone else, you're an expert. So I get to just interview really cool people in the health and wellness sphere and just let them share their experiences. And, and each episode 
question that we work on kind of answering together. So mm. it's been a really amazing experience. We have one season out. It's kind of a short season where we were testing the waters and just seeing how it would go. And we're going to be back at the beginning of February with a whole new season. So Yay. I'm really, yeah, I'm super excited about that. But of yeah. course I listen to your podcast. Oh, it's one of you. my favorites. I never <laughs> miss an episode. Oh, that makes you so happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually just, um, I like did it in pieces, but your one with Josh Radner was amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That it was, was so, so good. Thank you. Yeah. And then you, I can't remember what episode it was, but you were talking about like your body not being like a piece of art and it like totally just transformed everything I thought about my body. Like not, Mm. not trying to make your body into a piece of art, but using your body to create art. And I just thought that that was like, it was, yeah, it's just genius. Oh, aha moment from my podcast. That makes me so happy. An aha moment. (laughs) That was a big thing for me. So I probably talked about it a lot because- Man, that's a that's a big one that I've had to pry out of my consciousness to switch the way I I look at my body and creativity. Yeah, no, totally. Mm. All right, well, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for doing the podcast again. We finally did it. So the name of this podcast now is Let It Out. Anything that you want to let out still, anything you wished I would have asked you, anything you want to ask me, anything that you think people need to know and hear right now what are your thoughts and feelings did you have a fun time doing this all of the things I had a really fun time doing this and I feel like I let out a lot I mean I especially appreciated that you asked kind of how how everything has been going with the move because I think it can you know people can just make assumptions based on what you see online and it really has been challenging and I'm I'm just now getting to a place where I feel like I can talk about it and we'll be talking about it more on the blog um, but I just appreciate you know someone asking or digging a little bit more into what's going on so I, I definitely feel like I was able to let it out oh good oh thank you so much I think the world of you I'm so glad we're friends and the my favorite part of having a podcast and having had a blog and doing anything on the internet is the connections that I make with people that I meet online, but then they become IRL friends that I get to hang out with and visit and just have in my life if I need them and if I just want to reach out. And I'm so grateful that you are one of them and just this really important person in my life that I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for the internet. So Thank you for everything, and thank you for doing this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It has been such a pleasure, and I am so excited to have you on the new show, and I'm grateful we were finally able to make this happen. Yes, me too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, there you have it. That was my conversation with Davida, the healthy maven. I love her. Check out her podcast. Check out all of her things. And check out FreshBooks if you haven't already. It is fantastic. You can get that free 30-day unrestricted free trial by going to freshbooks.com slash let it out and entering let it out in the how did you hear about us section. Again, FreshBooks makes your life easy. We all want our lives to be easy, right? Talk about self-care. You can track your expenses. You can put photos of your receipts right on in there. There's easy reports that can show up with your income versus, you know, your spending, like a P&L situation. It's great. You can customize the colors, again, which I love. It's great for keeping you on track with your finances. So check it out. Again, that's freshbooks.com 
slash let it out to get that sweet, sweet, free, unrestricted 30-day trial. Enter how did enter let it out in the how did you hear about us section. And the emoji for this week's episode is let's do the avocado, I think. I'm glad that that exists. It's something I've been wanting for a while. So um, thank you to whoever made that. And, you know, one time Davida did a avocado week on her blog. She made avocado face masks. She had a bunch of avocado recipes. I believe she has a brownie recipe that has avocado in it unclear but i'm pretty sure that's something that has happened uh anyway leave me the avocado tweeted at myself and davida i love you guys thank you again to fresh books if you haven't left a review do that and i will talk to you guys really soon thanks again for listening it really does mean a ton okay bye